Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for this uh, teaching. Amen. Because we want to do what, when we do things, we want to do them with understanding. Hallelujah. In the book of Proverbs, it says, in all you're getting, get understanding. So it's important that whatever we do, we do it coming from a realm of understanding and from a realm of revelation. Amen. the bread and the wine. Amen. Father, we thank you for the bread and the wine. Father, we pray even, Lord, as we take communion this morning, Father, I speak and I declare healing over your children. I speak, oh God, provision, deliverance, oh God. Father, the fullness of everything that you did on Calvary, and you declared that, Father, Father, it is finished. I declare today, Father, whoever is going through tough situations, I declare it is finished, Father. Whoever is not feeling well, Father, this morning, Father, by the authority of the blood, I I declare that it is finished, Father. In the mighty and powerful name of Jesus, we pray. And the church of God said, Amen. Hallelujah. Let's partake of the bread and the wine. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and partake. Amen. you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your ultimate sacrifice that you paid, Lord, in giving us your only begotten son, that Father, whosoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. Father, I thank you this morning as we get into your word. Father, for your word is life. Your word is living. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are God in this place. And the church of God said amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? If you are excited, say, I am excited. If you are happy, say, I am happy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen and amen. We thank the Lord. Amen. We are going to continue this morning as we conclude our series. Hallelujah. When you. Amen. 
we started our series by looking at when you pray. And we said when you pray, mountains have no choice but to move. Hallelujah. We said when you pray, hallelujah, things happen. Hallelujah. Prayer shakes uh, the foundations of the enemy. Amen. Prayer moves strongholds. Hallelujah. Prayer breaks curses. Hallelujah. And last week we were looking at when you praise and worship. Hallelujah. And we said we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And we enter his courts with what? With praise. Hallelujah. And then we talked about worship. Amen. We said when you are praising and you are thanking God, that's a decision. Hallelujah. You decide to praise God and you decide to thank God. Amen. And we said you thank God for his deeds. And you praise God for his goodness. Hallelujah. Then we said when it comes to worship, worship you do not make a choice. Hallelujah. But in worship you are drawn to worship. Hallelujah. And we said with worship you are drawn into the realm of worship. Worship, we said, is by what? By revelation. You cannot out-worship the revelation that you have. Hallelujah. God has to reveal himself to you. And we looked at the 24 elders, how they forever say, holy, holy unto the Lord. Amen. So we praise the Lord. Today we are going to conclude, hallelujah, our series by looking at what happens when you give. Hallelujah. Say amen, somebody. What happens when you give? Amen. We want to take full benefit of all the ordinances that are described in the word of God. We want to take full advantage of everything that's described in the word of God. That there is a blessing behind it. Amen. Amen. So today we are going to look at what happens when you give. Hallelujah. What happens when you sow a seed? Hallelujah. The word of God that says there is what? There is seed time and there is harvest time. Hallelujah. So when you sow a seed, you must stand in a place of expectancy because you have sown a seed. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. We are going to turn to our Bibles real quick this morning. Uh, we are going to dwell mostly today from the book of uh, Genesis. Because it is important, if you are going to understand something, it is important for you to understand where it emanated from, right? So when we are looking at the word of God, one of the things that we, you are taught uh, in Bible school, if you are a theologian who studies the word of God, uh, one of the first things uh, that you are taught to do is to be able to look at the first mention of something. Because that's where there is so much relevance and revelation as to the, the purpose of something. So there's a law that is called the law of first mention, right? So when you are looking at things like beginnings, that's why we have the book of Genesis. That is the first book we have, hallelujah. When you want to understand about the origin of man, uh, the origin of man and everything that there is today, you have to go back to the, to the, to the beginning of, uh, of, 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 of the word in the book of Genesis where God created man. The word of God says, and when God created man, he gave him an, an instruction and says, have dominion, hallelujah. And when he created man, he says, in that day he was pleased with this creation, amen. So you begin to understand that the intent of man was to please God, amen. You begin to understand that your purpose on earth is to be a being of dominion and authority, amen. Because God, when he created man, he says, now you shall have dominion and authority. That's the law of first mention at work. If you want to understand the, the purpose of something, you have to go to where it was created. Hallelujah. And understand why it was created. And understand what the, the creator had in mind when he created something. Hallelujah. So everything in the Bible. Uh, last week we were talking about, we are looking at worship. We are looking at how God uh, uh, said to the children of Israel, send Judah. Judah meaning praise, hallelujah. If you want to understand the things about the nation of Judah, you have to go to where, uh, uh, where, where, where Judah was, was birthed or where Judah was born. And, the, and, 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 and his mother Leah gave, gave him the name Judah, right? And said, now I will praise the Lord, hallelujah. You are beginning to get what? The meaning or the purpose of Judah. That Judah's intent on, on earth was that he would be a, a, a praiser, hallelujah. 
He would praise God. Out of him will come forth praise. So if you want to understand something, it's important to go back to the book of Genesis. Hallelujah. And look at where it all began. What, what was the story behind why it started? Hallelujah. You are looking at the original intent, the original purpose, why something was, was created. Hallelujah. So in the Bible, we're going to see that uh, we have a man that we call a father of faith. His name is Abraham. Hallelujah. This man, we say he is the father of faith. Hallelujah. Now, if you want to understand why we call him the father of faith, you have to go back to the book of Genesis where he is mentioned. What did he do that, that, that caused for him to be called the father of faith? What were the acts of faith and the deeds of faith that he did that, that, that caused him to be placated this name, father of faith? Amen. So let's turn our, our Bibles real quick to the book of Genesis chapter 22. We are going to look at a man here called Abraham. Genesis chapter 22. If you are there, say, I'm there. If you are still looking, say, still looking. Are we all there? Are we all there? Amen. Yeah, it's important to bring your Bible to the to the, to, the, to the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we are, we are going to be looking at the word of God, so it's, it's, it's important that when you come to the house of the Lord, you have your scriptures ready. Amen. Amen. Now, Abraham's faith confirmed is the heading of this uh, chapter, Genesis chapter 22. Now, it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Amen. Amen. So we see God giving an instruction to Abraham and said to Abraham, Abraham, I want you to give me your son. Now, if you know the history of this man called Abraham, the word of God says the Lord called him out of the land of his fathers. Uh, in the air of the Chaldeans, and says, go to a land that I'm going to show you. Now, Abraham also got to be a, at a place where he was of age and he didn't have a child. Hallelujah. Things were impossible for him. Hallelujah. He did not have a son. One time he says to the Lord, God, what, does, what do all this blessing mean? If I don't have an heir to give my inheritance to. Hallelujah. What is all this riches to me if I don't have a seed that I can entrust with the wealth that you have given me? So which means the seed was important to him. So we see him now, the Lord, after he had promised him a son, and they had waited years and years. Fourteen years came, hallelujah. At one time, his wife, Sarah, said to him, it, it, it's impossible what God has said. It looks like it's not going to come to pass. Why don't you take my, 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 my servant and have a child with, with her? Because it looks like it's not going to be possible. I'm old and I'm of age and my womb is dead. Hallelujah. And he says, now take my servant and have a child with, with, with her. Amen. It was an impossible situation. Now finally, hallelujah, God fulfills that promise in their life and gives them a son. And they call that some, some son Isaac, which means laughter. And all of a sudden, the Lord comes and says, can you take your laughter? And go sacrifice it at the mountain. Imagine having waited. Now he's over 100 years old. And God gives him this instruction. I want your darling, the one thing that you treasure most. Your treasured possession. Your treasured son. Go and offer him for a sacrifice. Hallelujah. Now we see why this man is called the father of faith. He begins to go on a journey. Hallelujah. To Mount Moriah, the mountain that the Lord said, I will show you a place where you are going to sacrifice there. He is being challenged by God. I love it because the word of God says, and the Lord tested Abraham and said to him, I go sacrifice your son. The Lord wanted to test the measure of love that Abraham had for him. Uh, when you are walking with God, there are times you are going to be challenged or you are going to be tested whether your love for God is genuine or not. How is your love for God? Is there anything too hard or too expensive for you to give God? 
Is there something too treasured for you to give unto the living God? Abraham treasured his son. His Isaac, his laughter. Hallelujah. I believe you would wake up and every time you would lay eyes on Isaac, you would feel like laughing. Hallelujah. You would feel joy in his heart. You would see the fulfillment of the promise of God upon his life. And all of a sudden, God says, now take Isaac and go sacrifice him. Is that not a hard thing? Hallelujah. Is that not a difficult thing that the Lord is requiring or requesting of Abraham? So Abraham rose up early in the morning, hallelujah, said all these donkeys and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he split the wood, um, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. He saw the place where he was going to sacrifice his son. They were drawing closer, hallelujah. They were getting nearer to the mountain of, uh, of Moriah. And it was now sinking in his head what he was going to do, amen. All on this journey, he's thinking, God, hallelujah. I have to give my only begotten son. I have to give up my joy. I have to give up my laughter, hallelujah. And you see that on this journey, he left his wife at home, hallelujah. Probably he thought, you know, if I take Sarah with me, by the time we get to Mount Moriah, she would have convinced me to say, you know what, uh, God, uh, let, 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 let's not sacrifice our son. Hallelujah. But he was determined to fulfill what God had called him to do. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkeys. Hallelujah. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and will come back to you. Hallelujah. So Abraham says to the young men that he was with, we are going now to worship. Hallelujah. We are going now to worship. Hallelujah. So when you give, it is a form of worship. Abraham was saying, now the worship that I'm about to go to. Hallelujah. It requires only those that have a revelation. Because if I go with somebody that doesn't have a revelation of what I'm about to do, hallelujah, of where I got this son, hallelujah. Because Abraham had this revelation. He knew that he was dead in his body. And he knew that it was impossible for his wife Sarai to have a child, hallelujah. Therefore, he knew the, the odds that were against them when they birthed Isaac. So he knew the revelation that God that I serve is a mighty God. If it means that I give my son, if it means the Lord will raise him up from the dead, he will do it. Because I know the God that I serve. He knew the God that he served. He was worshipping from a place of revelation. Hallelujah. He was worshipping from a place of enlightenment, from a place of illumination. He had an experience. He had had an encounter. He knew the God that he served. Hallelujah. Therefore he says, me and the led shall go yonder to worship. Hallelujah. When it comes to worship, there are times you have got to decide that you are not going to step to stop at a certain level and say, God, I'm going yonder. I'm going beyond the ordinary. I'm going to do the extra. Let everyone that's not, that doesn't understand stay behind because they don't understand my history. They don't understand where I'm coming from. They don't understand my testimony. It needs somebody that has been with God to understand the price that has got to be paid to be in the presence of the living God. Hallelujah. What are you willing to pay? What are you willing to sacrifice on the Mount Moriah because of the revelation that you have of God? Abraham said, we are going yonder. And he told the lads, stay behind. Hallelujah. Mighty, mighty God. And the son began to ask. He began to wonder. All the time that I've gone with my father to sacrifice, we have always had the sacrifice. We had something to put on the altar. We have never gone to the to sacrifice unto, unto the Lord empty-handed. We have always gone with the with the lamb. We have always gone with the ram. We have always gone with the with the goat. We have always taken something to sacrifice. So the son was accustomed to his father sacrificing unto the living God. Therefore. For he was baffled. He said, Father, Father, you must have forgotten something. 
Father, there is something missing. There, we have the wood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Abraham took the, took the wood of the burnt offering and laid, um, just retracting a little bit. And Abraham said to his, uh, All right, uh, verse 7, okay, 6. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, hallelujah, and said unto his father, my father, and said, here I am, my son, hallelujah. It must have been tough. My father, you see how Isaac is addressing his father. And the father answers, my son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a picture there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll talk about it later. And he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood we have. Hallelujah. But where is the lamb of burnt offering? And Abraham now. Hallelujah. He was, I said he was worshiping from a place of what? Revelation. He was going to a realm where ordinary men don't go to. Hallelujah. A realm beyond the confinement of men. Hallelujah. And he says to, to Isaac, his son, hallelujah. And Abraham said, my son, hallelujah. God will provide himself. Hallelujah. The lamb for a bed offering. Hallelujah. So the two of them went together. Hallelujah. Abraham was in for a great revelation. Hallelujah. He says, the father, hallelujah, the, the, the Lord will provide himself. Hallelujah. Meaning what? He was saying, I don't know the price that I got to pay, but I understand one thing. Whatever it is that's going to be sacrificed there, it's going to come from the Lord himself. Hallelujah. It is the Lord that will provide. He will make himself an offering. Hallelujah. So he understood, hallelujah, what he was going to do. Hallelujah. That God was in no way, hallelujah, going to let his son die. Hallelujah. He knew the promises of God that they are yes and amen. Hallelujah. Then he said, the Lord who provide himself a lamb. Hallelujah. Mighty God. The Lord that we serve, he will not require of you to do anything that is not willing to do himself. When we look at other religions of the world, there are religions where they sacrifice their own sons. They put their sons in fire. They put their sons and sacrifice them and kill them and slaughter them. For they are gods that are dead. <laughs> but when it comes to our God, he is different from any other God. Because when a sacrifice was required, he provided himself a lamb. Hallelujah. He gave his only begotten son. He became like you and I. He became flesh and walked upon the face of the earth. The ultimate sacrifice. He came, he became the ultimate sacrifice to come and die for you and I. That's how different our God is. Hallelujah. He is not willing to put on you a burden that you cannot carry. That's why he says, come, I take my yoke for my yoke is light. My yoke is not heavy. Hallelujah. I hear other people saying the things, that's not true, hallelujah. Because with our God, we have God being our strength, helping us, hallelujah. The word of God says we don't know how we ought to pray, but the spirit prays for me with groanings that words cannot utter or express, hallelujah. He gives me the strength, hallelujah. The word of God says we have a high priest who's not untested. But he was tried at all points and found faithful so that he can become an able help to you and I. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the God we serve. There is no temptation that is not as such as common to man. Hallelujah. He was tested at all points and he overcame for you and I. He was the ultimate sacrifice. Hallelujah. Blotting out the, the, the handwriting of ordinance that separated us from him. Hallelujah. So Abraham takes his son. I'm reminded of a man called David. One time he wanted to sacrifice unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 
And as he was about to sacrifice unto the Lord, he goes to this man. He was the king. So he goes and he says, this, we want to sacrifice in this field. They get there. Hallelujah. And uh, the, the, his servant, knowing that this was the king needing a field, says unto, uh, unto David, I will give you the field for free. And he says, not only that, but I will give you the animals to put on the altar. But I love the response of the man called David. He says, I will not give unto the Lord a sacrifice that doesn't cost me anything. Hallelujah. What are you willing to pay? Hallelujah. What cost are you willing to sacrifice unto the living God? David says, I will not give a God something that doesn't pain me to give. Hallelujah. Something that just doesn't cost me something. I want to give him a, a, an offering that I know, hallelujah, has cost me something. That was what David says. Now we hear the word of God saying he was a man after the heart of God. If it's going to be said of you after the heart, that you are after the heart of God, that's the attitude you have got to have. The attitude of David that says, I will not give unto the Lord a sacrifice that doesn't cost me nothing. Hallelujah. I want to give unto the Lord something that's going to cost me something. I want to feel that I've done good unto my living God. I want to feel that I've done great unto the living God. I've done justice unto, unto my sacrifice. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we talk about giving, I know... There is usually a lot of controversy in terms of giving a tenth, right? Say amen. amen. Yes, hallelujah. I know many people say we are not under the law, right? We are not living under the law. So if I'm not under the law, why is it that I'm required to give a tenth? But I want to tell you this, hallelujah. Last time I said prayer existed before need existed. Because God would come in the cool of the day. And talk to Adam and Eve. Hallelujah. They, co they communed in the garden. They talked. They had conversation in the garden. They would converse in the garden. Hallelujah. Prayer was taking place in the garden before need ever existed. The same thing before law existed. Abraham. All right, let's look at it. Genesis chapter 14, verse 20. We'll come back to uh, chapter, chapter 22. That's our anchor scripture for the day. Amen. There's uh, still a lot there that God would, would have us to look at this morning. Genesis uh, chapter 14, verse 20. Abraham has gone to battle. And after he has won the battle, hallelujah. We are going to see that here, uh, verse 20. I'll read from verse 18. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Hallelujah. So Abraham gave a tithe to Melchizedek. Hallelujah. When you look at Melchizedek being described, you see that he says he was a, a priest. That is, no one knew the origin of this man. No one knew where he had emanated from because he is a type of Christ. He was Christ, right, pre-incarnate, which means that it was Christ revealing himself before he came uh, as, as being birthed to by, by Mary, right? When Christ would show himself in the Old Testament, hallelujah, we say that's the pre-incarnate manifestation of, of Christ. So that Melchizedek here is a priest of the type that represents Christ himself. Hallelujah. So we see Abraham giving a tenth, not because he was required to do, but he had the attitude of David that says, I will not give unto God a sacrifice that doesn't cost me nothing. Hallelujah. I have to give God a sacrifice that costs me something. Hallelujah. Now, let me talk about the Old Testament and the New Testament. So we said, he did it before law existed. Because we know the law began with who? With Moses. So he's giving a tenth out of his own prerogative. Hallelujah. He's giving a tenth out of his own desire. Hallelujah. Because something had been revealed to him. 
how mighty God is. Hallelujah. He had just gone to battle and he had won. He had been victorious. And he comes back and says, of all that I won, I'm going to give a tenth of it unto the Lord. So he's giving a tenth from the volition of his own heart. Not because he was required to do it. So when you give, hallelujah, let it be because you desire to do it. Let it be because of your own volition, hallelujah. The word of God says the Lord loves a what? A cheerful giver. Now let me touch on the law and the New Testament. So when God is giving a law, I always say to people, God is not giving a law to deprive you of anything. Have you ever looked at any commandment that is in the Bible? There is no commandment that's there that's dead for men. Never. Tell me if you see it and you say, ah, God said we should not do this. It's good for men. Tell me. Show me. Hallelujah. That's your homework. Hallelujah. If you find it, I will be corrected. But as far as I know, hallelujah, when the Lord says, you shall, thou shalt not kill, it is law that is given, hallelujah, so that there is harmony between you and God, and there is also harmony parallel-wise, hallelujah. How you dwell with people, there is harmony. How you fellowship with God, there is harmony. There is no law in the Bible that is ever bad for men. No. If you find it, show me. There is no commandment that man was ever given that is bad for you. Now, so now that we are in the New Testament, the law, the way Christ says, I did not come to abolish the law, but I came to what? To fulfill the law. Now, behind every law, right, there is a desire and a spirit of God. So, for example, when God is saying, thou shalt not kill, now that we are in the New Testament, do we have a license then to kill? No, right? The law, we are not under the law, but the spirit behind the law has not been abolished. When God says, you shall not have any other God besides me. Now that we are in the New Testament, does it mean that we worship anything anyhow? No, the spirit is still there. God still wants to be who? To be first. He gave the commandment and says, you shall not serve any other God be besides me. Even though we are not under the law, but the spirit that is behind the law is still at work in us. It is the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. So in the book of Malachi now, when the Lord says, bring now your tenth, right, into the house of the Lord. Even though we are not under the law, but our giving, God has always intended it for it to come from our own heart. God has always desired to take first place in our lives. Even though we are in the New Testament, hallelujah, that does not go away. The spirit of the law is still at work. The spirit that was behind God saying, now you shall not have any other gods besides me. Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's property or anything like that, hallelujah. That law is still at work. Now in the New Testament, we say, love your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Now that sums up what the law and the what? And the prophets. The spirit is what? Is still at work. Even though we are not under the law, but the spirit that was behind God giving an instruction, that spirit is still at work. Because it is not contrary to the nature of God. Hallelujah. It is not contrary to who God is, his characteristic and his personality. They still remain intact. What pleases him still remains the same. Hallelujah. So in other words, in the Old Testament, when you are saying give a tenth, hallelujah. Now in the New Testament, I don't go there as commanded, but I go there desiring, knowing the revelation of what he has done for me. That the life that I have, I have by him. Hallelujah. Everything that I ever possess, I possess by him, hallelujah. So the spirit, hallelujah, of Malachi is still the spirit at work in me. But now don't, not only do I want to give a tenth, hallelujah, but because I'm doing it out of revelation, hallelujah, I'm not doing it because I'm obligated, but I'm doing it from a place of revelation, hallelujah. Abraham did it from a place of what? Revelation, hallelujah. He says, now the Lord will provide himself a what? A lamb. 
Hallelujah. He knew God in his nature. Hallelujah. Who provide for my need according to his riches in glory. He says, I know the God that I serve. The earth and everything that is in it belongs unto the Lord. For he established it upon the seas. Hallelujah. He formed it upon the floods. He is the living God. He is mighty. With him nothing is impossible. There is nothing too hard for my God. Therefore there is no sacrifice. I can't pay. Hallelujah. When you want to experience the full provision of God, you have got, hallelujah, to give with a cheerful heart. With a heart that is willing. Not because you're obligated. Not because you are, co you are constrained to do it. But it has to come from you. Hallelujah. Because you have revelation. You cannot out-worship your revelation. And you cannot outgive your revelation. It's impossible. Huh? That's why the word of God says where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Your revelation of who God is, is what determines what you are willing to pay. I remember one time when David, they tried to bring the ark of the Lord to his house. And as, as, as they were trying to do that, uh, the, the word of God says, and the ark was about to fall. Hallelujah. And, uh, and, and some men tried to stop it and they died over there. Hallelujah. And David was upset. He was very, very angry with God. And he says, I'm not going to take this ark to, to my house. Let's, let's put it in the house of a man called Obed-Edom. They took it and they placed it in the house of Obed-Edom. He, he was a Gentile. This man, hallelujah. What? Hallelujah. As they put the, the ark in the house of Obed-Edom, news and reports began to come to the ears of David. Have you noticed what is happening in the life of Obed-Edom? Have you seen what is happening? Since the ark went to his house, he is being blessed. Hallelujah. He is increasing. Hallelujah. Everything about him is flourishing. Everything is making room for him. Hallelujah. Then he dawned to, to David and he said, there must be something that I did wrong. He went and he began to research. Hallelujah. That, that would be a message for another day. But he realized that he was not supposed to draw the ark using oxen. It was supposed to be carried by men. We'll talk about it another day. Hallelujah. But the revelation that he then got. So he gave an instruction. And says, now we want worshippers. Now every hundred steps that we are going to make from now onwards. We will sacrifice animals. Hallelujah. We will make 100 steps. We will stop. We will make a sacrifice. We will make another hundred steps. We will stop. We will sacrifice. Hallelujah. Because revelation had come to him. Hallelujah. That having the ark in your house, having the presence of the Lord in your house, will change your destiny. Obed-Edom's destiny had changed. Hallelujah. When you seek the heart of God, it will change your destiny. David knew, if I can touch the heart of God, my legacy will not remain the same. My life will change from now onwards. So he sacrificed Every step he made, he would sacrifice. Hallelujah. It is a challenge to you and I. Every hundred steps you make, you've got to praise the Lord. You have got to exalt the Lord. You have got to give unto the Lord. You have got to say, Lord, here I am. I know what is coming to my house. The blessing that brings no sorrow with it. The blessing that makes richer. When you bless me, I'll be blessed indeed. When when you elevate me, I'll be elevated indeed. No man can pull me down. So David would dance before the ark because revelation had come to him that there is a presence of God that was coming to his house. He danced until his inner garments could be seen. And he says, I will not give unto the Lord what does not cost me anything. Hallelujah. He danced before the Lord. His inner garments were seen. They became visible. Hallelujah. Mighty, mighty God. 
what men worship with revelation. When you are beat with revelation, you put all dignity aside. Because sometimes we are too dignified to have God have his way in our lives. But David said, I will behold, I will put dignity aside because I'm beholding a greater countenance. I have greater revelation of who this God is. Hallelujah. He danced before the ark. Hundred steps they would sacrifice unto the Lord. And he said, what happened in Obed-Edom's house? Who happened to my house? Hallelujah. You've got to say to yourself, when you see someone doing good, and say, God, I've seen them doing good. I will copy that which is good. And the blessing that came to them will also come to me. What happened to Obed-Edom? Who happened to me? Things will change in my life because of your presence. Things will change in my house because of your glory. They will also talk of David and say David was a man after the heart of God. He was blessed beyond measure. He was blessed because he knew the God that he served. His giving, hallelujah, began now to chase after his revelation. Hallelujah. Your giving has got to chase your revelation. Yeah. Your, your giving has got to chase the amount of knowledge of what God is, who God is, what he has done in your life. We can never outgive God. Never. Hallelujah. Because God, we already know, he gave us the ultimate sacrifice. Heaven was bankrupt of the son of God. Hallelujah. For 33 years as he walked upon the face of the earth. Because the Lord was laying a seed. He was sowing a seed. I say there is what? Seed time and harvest time. The father understood principles. Hallelujah. Sometimes we see people in the world prospering and we say, God, but I've been going on my knees praying. What's going on? There's a principle. A principle that we are missing. How much are you giving into the house of the Lord? The Lord is fair. Right? That's why in the Old Testament, he would say, Sacrifice a lamb. But if you don't have a lamb, get a turtle dove. Something that everyone could afford. Huh? He will not require of you what you cannot give. He, will, he requires of you what you are able to sacrifice and give. But he's a fair God. Jesus one time was, was standing and was watching people coming to give offerings. Jesus, yes. The son of the living God was watching, standing in church. Watching people as they came to give offerings. Imagine when you guys come to give offering and I'm standing there observing how much you are putting in the offering basket. Some of you will leave church. You say, I will not go back to rice. Right? But Jesus was there observing. I want to see how much that check is for observing. Hallelujah. And after that he says, that woman, she gave the most. And what did she put in the offering basket? Yeah. A penny. And the Lord says, she gave more. Hallelujah. God will not require of you what you cannot give. Hallelujah. God requires of you what you are able to give. That's why he goes to Abraham and says, Abraham, give me your son. But the thing I love it, where, where did this son come from? From God. From God. God says, give me what I've given you. Let me test and see. Hallelujah. Yeah, some of you ask me, say, um, I don't want with my money. How do, why does God want with my money? What does he want to do with it? When you were working that job, whose air were you breathing? <laughs> mm. on, this, on this time were you on? On God's time, you ended breathing his oxygen, exhaling carbon monoxide. Right? Carbon dioxide. Amen. Right? Yeah. You were inhaling his air. And life was in, within your veins. The word of God says life is in the blood. Whose life, hallelujah, were you living it by? Everything, the word of God says everything revolves around his word. Amen. Hallelujah. You are utilizing his resources to get whatever substance you have. Therefore, Abraham understood this. There is nothing God has required me to give or that you will ever ask me that he has, never given, he has not given 
if he says, I want you to sacrifice the turtle dove, it means the turtle dove is going to be provided for. Hallelujah. When we say it in this church, we want to have, I said, there are times in the next years to come, we want to have our own building. Right? There are time, there's, a time, there's a day I'm going to come and say, guys, I saw a building for so much. Right? It's up to you then to look at that figure and say, you know what? God is going to bless me so that I can reach that dream. Or you can say, you know what? This person is always asking about money, right? It's different. God is not going to require of us to do something he has no provision for us for. He says, Abraham says, the Lord will provide himself a lamb. Hallelujah. And God provided. Let's go back to that scripture real quick. I'm, I'm running out of time. Amen. Genesis chapter 22, I believe. Hallelujah. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Hallelujah. I don't know, maybe Abraham by this time is like, okay, I think by this time, that's the time. I'm waiting for that cue now where you, tell, you, you say, you know what? You have, you, have come, you have come too far. But he goes all the way. He goes to the mountain. Hallelujah. He goes all the way. He gets to the mountain. He puts the, uh, his son on the altar. He, he ties him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In his heart, the revelation that he had of God did not falter. He knew the God that he served, that he would provide himself a lamb. Hallelujah. The word of God says, uh, verse 10, And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord God, hallelujah, called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, hallelujah. So he said, here I am, hallelujah. He said, Abraham, Abraham, hallelujah. And he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For I know that you fear God, hallelujah. For I know what you fear God. Does your sacrifice testify that you fear God? The sacrifice of Abraham testified of his fear and his reverence for God. He says, I know that you fear God. Imagine God having that report of you. Saying, I know that I know that you fear God. I know that you fear God. Now I know for sure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That you fear God. When God looks around at Rise Fellowship and looks at other ministries, will he look and say, surely Rise Fellowship, I know that I know that you fear God. I know that you fear God. Hallelujah. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Now I know that you fear God. Hallelujah. Since you have not withheld something that's, that, that's a treasure to you. Something that you cherish. Hallelujah. I know that you fear God. I know you fear God. But listen to the next instruction. Then Abraham. Hallelujah. Since you do not withhold your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes, hallelujah, and looked, hallelujah. And there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns, hallelujah. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes, hallelujah. There are times you got to lift up your eyes to see what God is desiring to do in your life, hallelujah. The word of God says he lifted up his eyes and saw a ram that was caught in the thicket. Hallelujah. It was caught by its horns. Hallelujah. Now when a ram 
It's a very dangerous animal because when it's coming to fight you, hallelujah, it will come head on with its horns coming against you, which means it's talking about power and authority. Hallelujah. Now the Lord is saying now, I have a blessing that I have reserved for you. In the place where you were supposed to fight, to get your blessing, but not anymore, hallelujah. Lift up your eyes and see, there is a ram that's caught by its horns in the thicket. Your blessing, I've taken the fight out of your blessing. I've taken the struggle out of your blessing. I've taken the struggle out of your breakthrough. When you give unto the living God what is upon your heart, the Lord will take your fight, will take every curse, and you break it and say, I will rebuke the devourer over your finances. No curse shall come against you. Every curse is broken. There is my realm caught up in the thicket. Lord, you have provided yourself a realm. There is a realm that is caught up in the thicket. My blessing is here. My blessing is delivered to me. My blessing is handed to me on a silver plate because I love the Lord. Because there is nothing too hard, too difficult, too impossible, too precious, too precious for me to give. I give him my all. I give him my all. Because I know this one thing. I can never outgive God. I can never outgive God. When I give unto him, hallelujah, he will double, he will triple, he will triple, hallelujah, a hundredfold of what I sow will I reap in return. Hallelujah. The word of God talks about a man called Isaac and says in the year that Isaac planted a seed, he reaped a hundredfold. Not only did he reap a hundredfold, but the word of God says he became great and waxed great. My God, when you want to become greater, you have to understand that your source is God. Hallelujah. The revelation of your source will either make you worship the sacrifice, hallelujah, or will make you worship God. There are times we worship our sacrifice. There are times we worship our seed. Instead of sowing a seed. Because you have got to understand. The principles of God have told us. There is seed time and there is harvest time. Hallelujah. So I've got to plant a seed. Now when I plant a seed. The word of God says. Your faith is like mustard seed. Hallelujah. When I plant my seed now, then I begin to speak to my seed and say, seed, seed, you are capable to move mountains. When I sow a seed, I will not sow a seed quiet. I will not go and put an offering in the basket quiet. But I know my need. I know where I need breakthrough. I know where I need a fight to be taken out of my blessing. Therefore, when I sow a seed, then I begin to proclaim, I am rich, I am not poor, I am healed by the stripes of Christ. Yeah, because your word says, unless a seed is sown and it dies, you've got to let go of your seed. When you give it, there are times we follow our seed into the offering basket. Hallelujah. It does not die. We give, but in our hearts we are saying, ah, But my Bible tells me, unless a seed dies, it cannot live again. You've got to understand that when you sow a seed, you reap a harvest. Hallelujah. You sow one seed, but the harvest is plentiful. My Bible tells me, they that go forth bearing precious seed, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Hallelujah. My joy is coming. Joy comes in the morning. 
My joy is here because I've sown a seed. When you sow your seed, when you sow a seed, it dies. But the Lord is faithful. You see, Isaac, Isaac died to Abraham. Even though Abraham did not put a sword, but the Lord said to me, Abraham, Isaac to you was as good as dead. Because he was good as dead, open your eyes and see the miraculous thing that I'm about to do. Open your eyes and see the great thing that awaits you. Don't dwell on the sacrifice no more, but look at the blessing. Don't dwell on the gift no more, but lift up your eyes. 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 Oh, and see that they that are for you are greater than they that are against you. What is meant to kill you will propel you to another level, will propel you to the next level. You will not die, but you will live. Open your eyes and see. Hallelujah. Abraham opened his eyes, and the word of God says, and he saw a ram caught by its hands in the thicket. Hallelujah. My blessing has no pain with it. My blessing has no sorrow with it. Hallelujah. Isaac meant laughter. My blessing will always bring laughter. Hallelujah. I will laugh in the face of adversity. Ha ha. Hallelujah. I will laugh in the face of adversity because I'm a child of God. Mighty, mighty God. There is no seed that you sow in this house that you will not get a reward for. There is no seed that you will give to this ministry that will not, that will not germinate and give life and increase to your life. I say in the name of Jesus, every seed that will ever be sown in this house, Lord, you give a hundredfold, a hundredfold return. Lord, you break curses. Lord, you break curses. Lord, you set captives free. Lord, when a seed is sown for freedom, your children are coming out of bondage. You are coming out of slavery. You will not be a slave to money. Money will save you. You will not save money. Money will chase you. You will not chase money. Hallelujah. You will flourish. You will flourish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Witty inventions, ideas for business, they will chase you. Hallelujah. They will chase you. You will not die. Hallelujah. Every seed you sow in this house, hallelujah, you will see and you will enjoy the reward of it in the days of your life. I proclaim this, I declare this in the name of Jesus, in the name of the God that I serve. His name is Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Every need in your life, God has met every need. You will know no lack in this house. You will not be unemployed in this house. In the name of Jesus, jobs that you want, promotions will come your way. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I declare that, Father, this house, Lord, is full of cheerful givers. Hallelujah. They give with cheerful hearts. They give with willing hearts. In the name of Jesus. May God give you a revelation. Hallelujah. That will open doors for you. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called on the name of that place. The Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, 
in the mountain of the Lord. It shall be provided. Here it rise, fellowship. It shall be provided. We know no lack. We know no need. Every need of mine is met. Come on, somebody, stand up to your feet. Come on, begin to declare that your seed, your seed, your seed will bear fruit. Your seed will germinate. Your seed will flourish. The birds of the air, they'll come and land on the branches of your tree. Oh, you will flourish. Spread forth. Spread forth your boundaries. Enlarge your territory. Expand the sphere of your influence. You will be influential. You will be influential. You will be influential. You are a person of influence. You are a person of influence. Ratabaka Shandamaya. Ritabaka Shatamaya. Rusoroboko Sataya Mama. Father, I break every curse in this place, Father, over your children's finances. Lord, in the name of Jesus, your word says, Lord, yes, you will rebuke the devourer. There are some that have been working and not seeing where their money is going. Father, today I declare, no more, no more, no more, Father. They will eat the fruit of their labor. They will eat the fruit of their labor. They will benefit from their hard work. You will benefit from your hard work. You will benefit from your hard work. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to do our offering today differently. Hallelujah. We have people that have been plaguing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To buy chairs in this house for the expansion of this ministry. Hallelujah. I want you uh, to hold your seed in your hands. I said when you have your seed, you got to speak life to that seed and say, Father, my seed, hallelujah, will die and it will live. Hallelujah. My gifts will flourish. My gifts, Lord, 